0: No, you not alone, I'm going
1: to make this place your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you. Till the top of the hour, a lot of stuff to get to. Let's go right into it. First, let's introduce the folks who are joining us. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, and you can reach Chuck and his team at 499-6360. Also here is Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. They do a great job getting your loan ready to close. Of course, Chuck does the closing for it, does a great job. You can reach Randy and his group at 6450736. Son Greg is off this morning, and you can reach me. We've got quite a team, but for listing and selling your home, all you need to do is pick up a phone, call me, 376-5483. That's popsicleer.com three, seven, six, five, four, eight, three, or you can go to sell dot That'll get you to the form to fill out. All right. So right up top. So Chuck, Randy, don't laugh. We talk about a lot of questions that come in from our listeners. Now it's one that's coming in from me. So remember the storm a week and a half ago that really yeah. was heavy. Well, the uh-huh. uh the storm took down a branch that was attached to a neighbor's tree the branch a large one came down probably the size of a tree that's how big the branch was and right on top of my uh, aluminum fence wiped it out so oh. uh, in communication with my neighbor and you know it's been a somewhat tense situation because the neighbor wasn't so thrilled about the german shepherd dogs and right. so Thank the goodness. We had what?
2: You had made up with them.
1: Yes. And I, I went one step further. So the power was out in the neighborhood. So I offered him, I said, listen, feel free, go to the front porch, plug into my uh, power because I've got the generator running and feel free to do that anytime. So that I think went a long way to cement the relationship. But anyway, so the, I got one of my crews out to get rid of the branch, which was a major job. And then The next day, uh, we had another crew come out to put a fence in, a, a wood fence. So now I'm faced with this really odd and unusual circumstance that a lot of us, a lot of our listeners deal with, is how do you talk to your neighbor about, okay, is your insurance company going to cover the costs? What do I need to provide? How do I approach this? I mean, the good... Carrying over a cheesecake or a chocolate cake, I don't know that th- that's going to cut it. So I thought, okay, this is a good topic, Chuck. For anybody who's had damage from a neighbor, how do you broach this without, without destroying a relationship with a neighbor?
2: Well, you like you would if you bumped into each other's cars. Just say, hey, uh, your tree fell on my fence, obviously. I'm going to put this in for my, an, you know, an insurance claim. And then uh, I believe the insurance uh, folks do the rest. Do they not? Have you?
1: So I emailed my insurance guy and here's the thing that I'm concerned about. And then uh, you're not an insurance guy. But my concern is that if I go and send it to my insurance guy, he then is going to have to subrogate against the neighbor's insurance guy. But does that go against me? Because it's an initial claim that I made. And does my Uh, rate does our does our as homeowners, though, our rates go up?
2: That's a discussion with your insurance Insurance company. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've submitted insurance on issues where um, other people were at fault and I didn't get any raises in rates or anything like that.
1: Okay. Well, certainly if you're an insurance guy or lady, we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on this. Should homeowners who suffer a loss um, and specifically from a neighbor, how would the best, what would the best path be? From an insurance well, standpoint. Yeah, go ahead, John.
2: From the legal standpoint, obviously you can talk to them and have them submit the claim themselves or just yeah. pay for it or whatever they choose. But yeah. uh, if you don't uh, tell your insurance company within a fairly you know, recent uh, or with a fair, within a fairly small window, yeah. of and then it turns out their insurance company says, nah, we're not going to take care of it. Well, then you might be out of luck altogether. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense. So that this is a good conversation, not only for me, but for all of our listeners. So I, and just so you know, folks, I, the, the moment it happened, my, uh, I got pictures of the, the damage and I sent that along with a quick note to my insurance guy, uh, via text. So he was aware of it. I haven't touched base with him, but uh, obviously Chuck's point is don't let it go for a couple of weeks. Before notifying your insurance guy or lady, because it could um, it could be detrimental to the case against uh, getting a claimant. All right, let's go to Randy. Uh, Jan uh, writes in she has a lot of equity in her home, and she wants to tap into it for a vacation or a couple of home repairs. So this is kind of an interesting. Question. So she's got equity. A lot of us have equity in our homes, but she just wants right. maybe $10,000 that she could tap into it and provide herself with a vacation and also do home repairs. But she says she's finding it difficult taking a small loan as a home equity loan, HELOC in the business, against her home. Should that be difficult or is it she's just dealing with the wrong people, Randy?
0: I think she's dealing with the wrong people. Now, there might be somebody that there might be some home equity companies that say, hey, you got to at least take a twenty five thousand dollar line of credit out. It doesn't cost her anything. Uh And she could call me about that. And I have no problem helping her. But again, it doesn't cost her anything if she only takes ten thousand dollars out on it and her home equity line is set up for twenty five, thirty, fifty thousand dollars. If that's what they require. Now there are some home equity uh companies that will do a twenty five thousand dollar home equity line of credit. So if she needs to call me, tell her to I mean we can, she can just call me and I'll take care of that and help her with it. But I do not do home equities. But I got I it. Sender, I who her who
1: do? Got yes. it. So yes. that, that may have been a, a misinterpretation of what Jan was thinking that she has to take out a twenty-five thousand dollar loan. But she really doesn't. She doesn't no. open up the credit line for 25000 and only take 10000 to do repairs and take a little vacation, if that's the case.
0: Right, right. And, and, and this is something that, you know, it's funny you hit on this topic because yeah. I tell a lot of people, if you don't own anything on your home, go ahead. There no, there's no cost. Get you a two or $300,000 home equity line of credit. Well, here's the reason why. What if, a, what if something comes up as an emergency? I doubt there will be. But then you always have that security blanket. That is your security blanket. So I recommend that to anyone when they have their house paid off, get the home equity line of credit. I mean, it do, it doesn't hurt, doesn't cost you anything. And um, um, that, that, that's, I, I can't, uh, I, I definitely have one on my house. Gotcha. So I, I think it's a good thing to do.
1: So, Jen, we'll be giving out Randy's number again uh, a little bit later. So just hang on for that, and you can give him a call. Chuck, Samantha wrote us uh, telling us that she's selling her house. In fact, it's under contract, and it's expected to close in about 30 days. The buyer of her house purchased uh, new appliances and is asking Samantha if those appliances could be delivered next week that's a couple of weeks before they actually close on the house. And Samantha's saying, hey, I don't want this new buyer's things in my house. I don't want them in my garage. I'm using my garage to pack boxes and for storage. Does the buyer have the right to put items in her home or even ask to put? Nope.
2: Well, he has the right to ask. Yeah. Uh, She has the right to say no. Uh, She can either say yes or no, but it sounds like uh, no is what she's going to say. Yeah, if uh, you always have some liability when you're holding other person's property, uh, what if they get damaged? What if, uh, you know, that sort of thing?
1: So let's take this on a little different tack because there are a lot of people out there right now who are selling their homes and maybe the buyer needs a little help with storing some things that they're getting delivered, things like that. So if Samantha, let's just change the the tact on this a little bit. Let's just think Samantha says, yeah, okay. I'll let her put the stuff in the guy or the, the, in the garage. What should the seller get from the buyer to protect the seller against any damages that could incur uh, against anything that 's delivered or being held held in the house or in a garage until the buyer takes legal possession of the house
2: yeah well you 've got a couple of issues going on here first off, you can always do a hold harmless, something that says i 'm going to you know from the buyer saying i 'll indemnify the seller against any damage yada yada yada, uh, but I think that 's got its limits because there's going to be exceptions. what if you know, she decides to throw a crazy party and a bunch of sophomores uh, in college do crazy things with the, the whatever, not something that you would normally foresee. Mm-hmm. Uh, she could end up being liable for that sort of thing. Uh, the other issue that it, it raises is you now have a tenant. What if it doesn't close? But if they want to keep storing stuff there, uh, well, you very well may have just entered into a lease. Uh, and indemnity or not, uh, if it doesn't close and they don't come and pick up their stuff, you may be liable for taking care of it for a good deal longer.
1: You couldn't just sell it, Chuck, if, if that was the yeah. case.
2: Sell it like that. I would not suggest that.
1: No. Okay. All right. I got it. Well, you never know. So, okay, so this is good information because there are a lot of people who maybe are not in the situation where Samantha is that she doesn't want anything in. She's willing to, someone who's willing to help the buyer, but you need to protect yourself. Now, we're told as real estate agents, Chuck, do not write something up legally that would, would it's out of our expertise, uh, our pay grade, so to speak. Yeah
2: forms you're not allowed to do anything except what's on the forms uh that is the one limited area you're allowed to write contracts uh so just get an attorney to draw that stuff up
1: yeah and there are some forms on our board that we're able to use that we just populate with but i think it's always safer i'm a i'm a big believer that uh it's always safer to go to a guy like chuck who is gracious and always helps us uh, and helps a lot of realtors and and homeowners uh, in throughout our area. So just we'll give out Chuck's number again, just in case you want to uh, give him a call and follow up on that. We're going to take a break. Just a reminder that if you want to see a copy of this radio show, we actually, because it's Zoom, we take your, your questions via email. You send me a Email Bob at we sell Louisville dot com, and then in the subject line say radio question, and then uh, the the subject and uh, the the body of the email just tell me what the problem is the question and we'll get it on the air, and then we record these and we put these up onto Zoom, and then up uh, onto YouTube. So the YouTube channel, if you want to check, is Louisville dot com. That's LouisvilleANswers.com. If you also want to get in contact with me uh, to help to come out and help you come up with a plan for listing selling your home, you can reach me on my cell phone anytime at 3765483. Or you send me a, an email or go to the website, BobSellmyHome.com. Here with us today, of course, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450. 6450- seven three six and son greg has the morning off we're back in a moment on news radio 840 whas i'm chuck crosby a real estate attorney here in louisville with
2: crosby law offices i've been practicing real estate law fixing problems and helping people for over 22 years so if you're a buyer looking for advice information or professional closing services call me if you're a property owner real estate professional you have a problem you just can't fix it call me if you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement.
1: Need a home loan or refinancing? for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated
0: team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing. Custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Cicola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to ResellLouisville.com and put more money in your pocket.
1: News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. I'm Bob Sikoler. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran, for your support and all the work you do. And also, great job on Shark Tank. If you haven't seen that on ABC or CNBC, what they do, the repeats, it's always a good hour of entertainment. Yeah, with us to this, uh, this hour, a half hour heading up to the top of the hour, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at four nine nine six three six zero, and Randy Rocky Swan Financial six four five zero seven three six. He's over at Swan; they do a great job getting the loan together to get you closed, and then Chuck does a great job at getting the the loan actually closed at the closing table. And you can reach me, Bob Sicoler, at three seven six five four eight three. All right, Randy. Question for you, Graham, shopping for a new home, and he remembers something about high interest rates uh, from years in the past. So, listen, we're all faced with interest rates. We have no idea where they're going to be going, though we should point out the Fed says short-term rates are thinking of upping the 50 basis points to 75 basis points uh, coming uh, in July. But Graham is saying he remembers – paying mortgage points years ago, and he's wondering if you can explain what mortgage points are and how do they actually relate to buying down the points that you would pay, let's say it's a 5 or 6 or 7% interest rate. How does that work, Randy?
0: Sure, sure. So you, you take a $300,000 loan, and let's say it costs, uh, you're buying it down, and it costs a point and a half, which is $4,500. So what we do at Swan is we evaluate it. Okay, how long you're gonna be in the house, how much you're saving in interest uh, monthly, and see what your break even is on buying down interest rates. And in some scenarios, it actually makes sense. Uh, some scenario, most scenarios it doesn't, but some scenarios it does. So that's, that's how we break the, uh, the, the mortgage, uh, the buy down. And yes, there are ways of being creative now, you know, adjustable rate mortgages now, there's all kinds of different things we look at as this rate environment goes up.
1: So can you correlate for us what does a point mean in terms of buying down the mortgage? Yes, it's one
0: percent. So one percent of three hundred thousand is is three thousand dollars.
1: Okay, so that's, that's one point. A, a, a point. So yes, so, yes sir. so you would pay three thousand basically up front and it would reduce your mortgage by interest by one Full point, or is it a portion of that?
0: No, 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 uh, no just a portion. It, it could be a quarter of a point, an eighth of a point, a half a point. And that's yep. what we look at is, okay, how much you're, uh, but it's a percentage-wise. One and a half points is 1.5%. Two points is 2% of the mortgage amount. So 300000 yep. that would be a $6,000 buy-down. So, and, yep. and then we break it down to you, okay, this is what it's costing you. This is your recovery time on what it cost you.
1: I think it's important that we point out that paying points is a helpful tool. It may not be the tool for you, but know that that's available, as Randy mentioned, the adjustable rate mortgage. That's also an important tool that you now want to consider, even though the rates are up and may go up higher or may come back down. This is not the time to say, "Okay, I'm not going to buy a home because. Uh, the rates are a little higher. You can always refinance if the rates come down. Remember that.
0: So we just put you on a rate watch and and then we do a refinance.
1: Gotcha. All right. So you're not necessarily locked into a higher rate if rates do no. in fact come down. All right. Moving forward, right. Uh, Chuck, Alex is a renter and uh, his lease ends at the end of this coming month. I guess it's the end of July. He writes us that he's paid until the end of the month, and he's planning to use every bit of the to the very last day of the month to move into a new house that he's purchasing. The landlord is attempting to force Alex out of the apartment before the end of the lease because he has new tenants that want to move in in mid month. And he's wondering, is that even legally possible? Does the landlord have any reason to push him out?
2: Uh, well, don't know about reason, but he doesn't have any recourse. Uh, leases to a specified day. Uh, he's if he's not in breach of the lease, then the landlord can't make him get out a moment earlier.
1: Do, do they have legal recourse or can they go oh, somewhere and, to get help? out? Well, um,
2: legal recourse. It depends on the reason he's pushing him out. You yeah. indicated. Uh, maybe he was trying to get some people in, uh, no uh, recourse comes uh, with damage. Uh, the landlord's not able to get him out. Uh, he doesn't have any, there's no law, no rights, et cetera, to get him out if he's not in breach of the lease. So as long as he stays, there's not going to be any damage. So not really any recourse. He can just tell the, the landlord, no.
1: Chuck, Sammy, and his brother were given 40 acres of land by an uncle back in 2008. They had the land surveyed, and they were splitting the land into two 20-acre parcels. Now, Sammy is wondering, can he write up a document or get a document online that spells out the division of the 20 acres each? Is there something he can do?
2: That's kind of a bad idea. First off, um, do the survey, but it depends on what county it's in. Uh, There's a lot of counties that uh, you actually have to go through minor, uh, do a minor plat in subdivision. Uh, You know, Jefferson, Oldham, you know, counties like that. Uh, You have to actually go to planning and zoning, submit the uh, uh, survey to them, have them approve it, and Mm -hmm. then you, the property up. Uh since 66 six of 66, you can't just write a deed and say, okay, you can have half the property. Uh, now there's still a few counties in Kentucky where you can do that, but uh uh not all of them. So going to an attorney on this one is essential.
1: Got it. So Sammy, this is important for you to take this into account. We have another question coming in. Bill and Barber moved into their home chuck back in 2017. They sent me an email saying that their homeowner association just imposed restrictions for leasing a home. Apparently, there was a vote of the board, and they the board decided to present uh residents in the community, prevent residents in the community from leasing their homes couple is wondering, this is Barbara and Bill wondering, can the HOA actually prevent them from leasing their home uh, since they owned it before the new regulation went into effect?
2: Now, it's going to depend on what the uh, uh, restrictions and and bylaws say, but uh, I would suspect no, that they can't, uh, the board just can't arbitrarily say, okay, no more renters.
1: The date it was approved going forward.
2: Yeah, if you... If they have the right to do that restriction, it would be it wouldn't be retroactive necessarily. But my bet is that uh, their HOA just doesn't allow them to the board to do that. That would be more of an entire community vote. You'd have to have a certain number of actual residents to vote on that particular uh, type of issue. Uh, There's a difference between, you know, paying the bills for the the lawn guys and changing the terms of the underlying master deed. Um, I I suspect there's, there's a few toeholds you have on that one.
1: So would you suggest that Barbara and Bill go to an attorney to review? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this, Chuck, and and this is uh, touchy, but I talk to a lot of people who deal with homeowner associations in a variety of ways, and they're not happy with some of the regulations. What yeah. would you suggest to anybody, whether it's a condo or, or a, a community of housing, single family homes, what would you, should you do if you're not happy with the way the the board your has neighbor. been elected? Yeah. It's a
2: homeowners association. It's not a government. It's not a, you know, a dictatorship. Uh, you vote in the folks that uh, are uh, in the, uh, on the, that sit on the board. Uh, it's not, they don't just stay there forever. Um, so get your neighbors together, vote them out. They have to have uh, a number of uh, public meetings each year. Uh, you ought to be able to go to each of the board meetings themselves. And if not, well, it sounds to me like maybe somebody should get an attorney and, and have them look into it.
1: This is not something that you do, but you would know of somebody who yep. would. Yeah. 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 I can't begin to tell you how many people can. will. you know, it's a good thing having an HOA, but sometimes they, they go over the line a little bit. I think there so, are the you, okay. yeah. uh,
2: you, you technically, when you get your deed, it's, it's a contract. Okay. Uh, and the contract is subject to the master deed and the bylaws. And uh, if you have an HOA uh, board that is running a muck well, and that happens um, well, that's one thing, but uh, you have to follow the master deed. You have to follow the bylaws and something uh, that uh, ownership related uh, sounds to me like in most situations would have had to have been a vote by the entire, uh, uh, not the board. Mm -hmm. Got it. It'd be nice if, you know, I'm on a board. It'd be nice if I had that kind of power, but, uh, I don't, I don't think we do
1: moving forward here. Randy, Olivia's thinking of buying a home, giving up her apartment. She's wondering as a first time home buyer, how much money does she actually need to be able to buy a home?
0: Well, uh, we can, we have as little as zero money down. Uh, obviously, those rates are higher. Uh, so, but she doesn't really have to have any money uh, to buy a home.
1: How about credit rating? Let's look at first-time home buyers now, who may people are renting. What should a credit rating be?
0: Uh, you know, we can go as low as five eighty. Uh, But you know, if you're above six hundred and twenty, then it's it's a whole lot easier situation to get somebody into a home.
1: Above six hundred and twenty, okay. And there are different types of loans. Is there one type of is FHA better for a first time home buyer? Even though sellers don't like working with FHA as compared to a conventional loan.
0: Well, at, at, under six hundred and eighty, yes. Six hundred at six hundred and eighty credit score. Above a six hundred and eighty credit score. Uh, conventional because you can do a 3% down. Uh, um, uh, in that scenario, if they have that uh, uh, available, then we can get them in a 3% or even a zero money down in certain situations. So 680 and above conventional, uh, below 680 FHA is more advantageous.
1: And And finally on this point, so let's just look at it from an overall standpoint. There are people who are listening who want to buy their first home how much money, and let's just use a, a $200,000 home as an example. How mm-hmm. much money should they have on hand? Even if they're going to go zero money down, they still have to have money, cash for down payment and a variety of things. How much should they have in their pocket to be able to purchase their first home?
0: Well, I think on a $200,000 home, you, you really want to at least, you know, ten to $15,000 and savings or somewhere where you could access it if needed.
1: Okay. And that, uh, you can borrow that money from family. Uh, if you don't have it in your pocket, is that right, Brandy? Th-
0: that is right. You can get it, get, get funds from family. Yes.
1: Got it. Yeah. And, and sometimes
0: for, even your company, you work for, yeah.
1: They'll, they'll loan you, you money. All right. As yeah. we wrap up, um, a reminder next week's show, we had a listener write in that's worried that uh, the deed to his home Uh, could be stolen and we've talked about this in past shows uh just briefly but we're going to go into it a little more in depth especially since we've seen these ads on some of these late night tv shows hey protect your deed i think this is what precipitated this email i'll read the email i'm not going to give the names of the people who wrote it because we protect their uh the confidentiality but I think it's an important topic that we need to discuss that we're going to bring up on next week's show. Uh, Are you safe with the deed and could it be taken out from underneath you without you knowing? My thanks to our folks who are with us, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby law offices. You can reach Chuck for not only closing your loan, but for wills. And as Chuck is, will tell you, if he doesn't do it, he knows somebody who does a great job doing it. And you can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Also Randy Rocky, Who's actually on the road this Sunday morning? Swan Financial six four five zero seven three six. Thank you guys for being with us this Thank morning. Thank you, Bob. And you can reach me anytime if you have a question. Uh, getting your home on the market, it's pretty simple. We'll come out. We'll talk about what the process is, what the home is worth, what the prospects are for getting the home sold quickly, or as on your time frame. And you can uh, reach out to me anytime, especially as soon as the show's over, at uh, 502-376-5483. Or you can go to bobsillmyhome.com. We are out of time. We'll see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.